Good morning. We're going to, as Bill said, start uh, moving towards our missions conference, and I'm going to be sharing some slides from uh, our work in Russia and Ukraine, both in the Sister Church Project and also the Bible Institutes that we do. And uh, what happened was that uh, Alexei, my good friend and one of the pastors that we support in the Sister Church Project, was able to be here this Sunday, which worked out perfectly because this is what we're doing. It just happened. And uh, he was up in New Hampshire with uh, Scott Goddard, one of the brothers from our sister churches in America, and came down to join me. So what we're going to do is we're going to divide this into three sections, and it will be time manageable. I've already talked to our brother, although he is Russian, so we don't know what's going to happen there. But uh, slides, and then Alexei's going to share with us just some things about what's going on in Russia. Really, it's, it's quite exciting, the expansion of Christianity under the new regime. And uh, also share with us in music, because uh, Alexei is an accomplished musician and a worship leader. And then uh, after that, I'm going to share a short exhortation, which was actually the, the point in regard to uh, our upcoming missions conference. So let's go to the slides. We have here the, the CIS and Russia, and again, just the massive size of Russia, and I think it was 13 time zones. I think they made it seven, seven or eight time zones now. I think they've changed that, but it's just massive, one-tenth of the land mass. And this is Voronezh Oblast, and again, if you look here, you can see it in the corner close to Ukraine. And uh, we arrived, and again, we, we hadn't planned this. It just had to do with timing. But there was a large pastor's conference in Voronezh, and I thought it was just regional, but there was men there from Belarus, uh, there was a brother there from uh, Kazakhstan, different areas. Uh, this is the Unregistered Brotherhood, and this is in a church out in New Voronezh, and Vasily Vasilievich was the bishop in this area, fine older brother, and uh, always wanted to build a church building, just had kind of a pole barn in his backyard and got it accomplished just before he passed away. He passed away, I think, the year before last. So this is a new church building. And got to share with them. And uh, I shared on uh, qualities of leadership, and I was talking about uh, leading by example. I was talking about servant leadership, which, which is a real strong concept that's needed. And I was making a salient point and uh, basically turned to the bishops to make it. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, you're listening. So you'll see they're sitting over here. This is a large group of guys, very encouraging. Again, if you can understand where this movement was at when we first came in in 1989, the underground church coming out of the cold, this is just amazing. Scott Goddard was with me from New Hampshire, one of the pastors that we work with, and uh, he did music and guitar. It was just a wonderful Wonderful time. This is Boris Sinabobnov, the bishop that uh, we actually uh, support in the Sister Church Project. These are the bishops that were seated to the side. Afterwards, we all eat together. Somebody took a panoramic, panoramic shot. So that's, again, amazing, this number of men. So. Then there was a church dedication, Andrei Boshmakov, uh, which is supported by a church in New Hampshire. And uh, this is one of his daughters, and uh, this was like midnight. 
before the dedication. They were still painting, still working. I mean, it was like, you know, rushing up uh, to the dedication of the church. Uh, this is Andrei Boshmakov, and you get a shot of a bit of the new church. But just, again, the density of the number of people that are Christians at this time. And I, I was in uh, Venitsa, and it was just this church was like three, 400 people. And uh, I started sharing with them, and most of them new believers, so they had no, no concept of what, I mean, they probably heard, but I mean, they really didn't have a grip on what they'd come out of. You know, here I am 20 years later, and I was rehearsing to them. You don't realize how incredible this is, that I'm standing here in front of all these Christians. You know, we're going to mention how there was like 70 believers meeting in the forest that came out in about 18, uh, 1989. So this is uh, the dedication service. I got up, I said, everybody hold still, took a picture of the church. Isn't that amazing? There was a balcony. And Scott ministered in music. This is Andre Boshmikov's family. Not all of them. There's about three or four missing that are older and doing different things. <laughs> and uh, then we went on to Ukraine. Kiev Oblast and Kiev, which sits on the Dnieper River. And this is our Bible Institute in Brovery. Uh, this is Dima Shalchuk, supported by a church in Ohio. Again, these uh, sister church project linking pastors with American churches. Uh, this is Dr. Ray Smith. He's professor of missions at Oral Roberts University, and we're supplying university professors during their spring and fall break to teach, which is really Amazing that they would be willing to do this. So this is Ray Smith. Ray actually attended TCF for a number of years. This is the uh, room in the basement of a church. Uh, and we actually, the Sister Church Project actually helped build this church. And uh, we totally refurbished the basement into classrooms, uh, dormers, uh, put in bathrooms. There was an outhouse out back. We put in bathrooms, uh, did all of that. So these are young pastors and church workers. This is our uh, two-day Bible institute. While I was there, uh, this one brother, he heard I had a heart attack, and they'd been praying just consistently for me. I mean, it was really heartrending. They were talking about how much they loved me and just how much they cared about me and how much they'd been praying for me. And, and, and we got some brothers together, and we want to anoint you with oil and lay hands on you for total healing. So I went into this back room and got on my knees. And then I, I realized I'd been ambushed because basically what they did is they got a couple of brothers that are prophets to come in. <laughs> you know, So they're laying hands on me, and uh, there was a translator, and he's an excellent translator. And there was some of the most powerful prophecy given over me in regard to you know, the purposes and, and, and the control of God and just the sovereignty of God in these situations. And many of the words that were spoken were words that I had received from others here. It was just, you know, they're out there, don't know, Russian, you know, and those being translated. It was just powerful, very, very powerful time. Uh, then we continued the Institute. This is Dr. Don Vance, uh, professor of Old Testament or Roberts University teaching on Old Testament. And Scott got to minister again in the Bible Institute. We always take a class picture. This is the pastors and church workers we did. And this is fall, October. I thought that was a good picture. I threw that in there. Scott got her. Not a good picture of Scott, Jim? 
He had a great time. That's our translator, Oleg. This is Harvest Festival, which is basically like our Thanksgiving, where they give thanks for the harvest and they pray and, and just a day of Thanksgiving to God. And this is uh, Dima Shalchuk's church. Again, we helped to build this church through the Sister Church Project. One of the churches actually donated a good bit of money to build this church. And uh, I showed this picture because basically every man in here preached for about 45 minutes to an hour. I was one of five preachers that day. Got to preach. They finally got the plaque up in front. They have a beautiful uh, stone area, and they got this plaque put in. This church is called Revelation Church. Revelation Church. I think uh, Andre's is like Resurrection Church. I'm not sure. Then we caught the train to Venitsa. This is Kiev. Travel all the way down here to Venitsa in the central region. Uh, confectionery capital of Ukraine. It's where the sugar beets are processed. Uh, a lot of candy. This is the uh, bachelor's program in the seminary of the unregistered Pentecostal church in Venitsa. Very nice setup. Very nice classrooms, overhead projectors. Very contemporary. Ray Smith, teaching on New Testament. Uh, some of the food, we eat a lot of barley. Is that barley? Is that what you call it? Pretty much? Buckwheat. Okay, buckwheat. Something that we used to eat. Not, not bad. Buckwheat. A lot of potatoes, a lot of buckwheat, a lot of rice. <laughs> and uh, this is Peter, and Peter is the dean of the seminary. And uh, this organization that we're working with, Global Assistance Partners, I'm vice president, and it comes, it's uh, out of Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown. We organized this um, organization to, to uh, sponsor the, the Bible Institutes. And uh, we basically scholarshiped five men from the unregistered uh, brotherhood to go through an actual seminary in Kiev, Evangel Seminary, which is Assembly of God. And this man went through it, and now he's a key pin in their Christian education. And actually, all five men set up seminaries in different places uh, of Ukraine, eating together. And then Scott got to minister, and then Don Vance taught on Old Testament. And this is the uh, graduation pictures each time. I thought that was classic. This is the Venitsa train station going back to Kiev. Trains are wonderful. Uh, just an introduction for Alexei. Uh, Going back to, uh, uh, just to kind of pull you back to, to Veronish, this is Alexei's church. And uh, these aren't uh, inclusive. There's a, he, gave me, he gave me like, I think, 50, 60 pictures, but I pulled some out. This is Alexei and his wife, Victoria. And they do a lot of outreaches, very creative. I am so encouraged all the time. This is out in a city park in Veronish. Another one, different park. Not great. I just love this. His family. He's got his whole family. He's recruited his whole family into it. So, I love this one. A mall. Is that good? Let's do this at uh, Woodland Hills Mall. Oh, I, I thought that was just goosebump. I thought that was great. Isn't that great? This is a youth camp. 
Ever since I've known Alexi, he's had a real burden for youth, always had a large youth work, reaching out to youth, uh, discipling youth. I think he's young at heart. You know, I met him when he was like 27. He's 39. I think he's still probably, you know, 24, 25. That's where he, you know, he stopped right about there. Really relates well with young people. Uh, He disciples young men. This is a baptismal service. Isn't that great? Is that the Verona Sea, a portion? Yes. Yeah. And uh, the church building. And he may be sharing some of the things about this. And I, I asked him to share for prayer. We really need to pray for this. Um, <laughs> they take these tasks on. It's momentous. I mean, I look at this thing and I said, there's no way. I'd have a nervous breakdown. I mean, it's just they have to raise all the money. How long is it? How many years? Five years? I mean, it just goes on and on. You, you can share. Yeah. Long time, and you get the outside done, and like he said, we had to get the roof on, get the windows in, and then start working, and it's basically, as the money comes in, they work on it, but this is a tremendous project. So this is the building, and he's going to be sharing about this. They need to put in some gas, water, different things, so uh, he's going to be sharing this with us for prayer, and this is Alexi and his family. Amen? Dear brother, Pajolsta. Спасибо. Means thank you, thank you. Okay, uh, I I know that I'm giving uh, not uh, much time, not right? Yeah. Oh, it's my English, by the way. Okay, and uh, I just want to start with song and close uh, close with song. So I want to teach you uh, several Russian words, and my best uh, Russian word, which is my, like my favorite Russian uh, words, is "Slava Bogu." Slava Bogu means praise the Lord. Okay, you just help me to say this. Uh, let's do it together. Slava means praise Bogu, the Lord God. Okay, let's do it again. Slava, Slava Bogu, Slava Bogu, Hallelujah! And this international word, Hallelujah, Slava Gospel. Different places, but uh, my desire to stay with you, to be with you in this meeting. And uh, I really appreciate what my brother Gordon is doing. He has a real missionary heart and burden for former Soviet Union. So he's very faithful, uh, constantly uh, travels, visits Russia, and he's doing great work. That's why, Gordon, I appreciate what you're doing. And many Christians in Russia, they appreciate what you're doing and your seeds that you sow in uh, my country and in Ukraine. And uh, by the way, my brothers and sisters in America, thank you that, for your prayers. Thank you for your wonderful encouragement to uh, churches, to missions. You know, I, I hope one day the churches in Russia, they would go to, for missions too. And actually, I believe it, uh, the time will come. Actually, I was invited to Tajikistan to preach in Tajikistan. Just uh, it not, not, The time is not the right time yet, but... Actually, several churches, they invite me to come to Tajikistan and bring the word of God. Uh, my wife, she's from Tajikistan. She was born in Tajikistan. She's Russian. So I believe that one day Russian churches would go. So we will take this fire from you and we bring this fire to other, other nation, nations. Yes. And just I want, I want to start with song. 
and you will help me to sing in Russian. Okay? You ready? The word is Slava, means glory, means praise. Slava, Slava, Slava Tibe, glory to you. Slava, Slava, Slava Tibe, you remember? Okay, you will, you will help me in chorus. Да славит тебя душа моя, слава тебе, да не умолкает при тобой она, слава тебе, пусть ется хвала тебе без конца, пусть ется хвала тебе без конца, мой Бог ты достоин славы всегда, мой Бог ты достоин славы всегда, you ready? Слава, 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 слава тебе, радость, 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 радость приходит с небес. И если в душе скорби пустота, слава тебе, открою тебе я свои уста, слава тебе, наполни меня своей радостью вновь, наполни меня своей радостью вновь, и в сердце излезь небо Божью любовь, и в сердце излезь небо Божью любовь. And together, слава! Слава, 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 слава тебе, радость, радость, радость приходит с небес, glory, 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 glory. Praise God, praise God. You have learned some Russian words. So if you one day come to Russia, you will you would know what to say. Slava means glory to God. Slava Bogu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Slava Gospodu. So I'm I'm just see the familiar faces, brothers, sisters. I just greet you in the name of Jesus from uh, my country. And just Gordon wants me want me to share a little bit. I will start with the word of God. Okay. 
I just, I always want to start with the word of God. And when I, I was praying uh, what I should share, the God give, gave me two scriptures to uh, live in, in your church. And first scripture is uh, the book of Deuteronomy. It's, it's always hard. It's all. Okay. So you understand. Chapter, chapter 11. Another word that I was taught here is derogatory. Drug. Do you have this word? Derogatory. Yes. It's another word that I just tried to, to pronounce and I can't. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, dear turn, dear turn, whatever. Uh, 11, uh, chapter 11 and the verses um, uh, 13 and 14. 13 and 14. And it shall be uh, that you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain, your new wine, and your oil. I believe there is uh, God. God is speaking about times of sowing and about time, times of harvest. You know, in Israel, I love Israel. Just I, I, I constantly pray for several countries. All the time I pray for Russia, I pray for America, I pray for Israel. And uh, I'm praying for several uh, Eastern Republic of former Russian Union. So in Israel, there are two types of rain. Uh, one rain, it's uh, in the fall time. It's uh, in a time of when they sow. They, when, when the earth, I mean the land, has to be prepared for the time of sowing. It starts uh, on October, on October, October, and uh, ends on um, December. So the rain comes, and uh, the rain prepares the land, to, uh, so that the land will be soft to get seeds. It's an early rain. And then in the time of spring, there is another rain. rain. It's a latter rain that comes and uh, gives strength to all trees, flowers, all vegetables, fruits. Uh, and this latter ra rain brings harvest just comes before harvest. There are two types of rain. Latter rain er, and the early rain. Why I'm talking about those rains? You know, because I believe in, uh, in Russia. I believe in my country. I believe on uh, 90s of last century. By the way, I, was, got, I got saved and received Jesus when I was 18 years old, 1992. I was secular journalist, like student and secular university. And my parents, they are communists. Actually, they were communists. So not, not, not even single word about in my family about Bible or Jesus or God, whatever. So and in 1992, I got saved. I received Jesus in my heart. And my parents, they were against me. They just tear apart Bible, broke my guitar. They didn't want me to go uh, in any church. They want me to stop... It's like a Satan wanted me to wanted to stop me from what God prepared for me in the future because He wanted to, wanted to use use me. So it was like early rain in Russia. Many people got saved. 
And actually, I, meet, I, I continue uh, me, meeting pastors, Russian pastors, and I, I just have like, like the same question. What year you got saved? Someone said 1992. Someone said 1991. Someone said, someone said 1993. So those, those years, they were so fruitful. You know, but, and we thought, we are in Russia and Ukraine, we thought that revival really came. So many American missionaries uh, used to come, like Bible schools, used to support churches, and it, the, it was, was growing and growing, and then sand, suddenly stopped, like a desert. So missionaries stopped to come. They said the, the focus changed for other countries. So support, support, support uh, just stopped. And I, I believe it, 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 the time of like dry, dry season came, when the church in Russia has to be mature, when the Christians in Russia has to learn how not to depend to uh, West, but depend uh, to God. But you know uh, what I am feeling right now? I am almost prophesying. I believe that time has come when the latter rain comes on U Ukraine and Russia when the church is Russia in prepared, is prepared just for great move of God. So what I want to say, dear, dear, dear brothers and sisters, Christians in America, we still need you. We still need you. Don't, don't think that the church can do it yourself. We still need your prayers. We still need your help. We still, still need your support. Actually, not, not just because we want to dependent on someone, no, because it's like encouragement. It's an encouragement for us to go forward. Because we would go to Muslim countries. We would go to China. We would go to other places. And our voice, our voice of Russian pastors will be heard in different, uh, different countries, in different uh, places. And you are the ones who can encourage, who can pray, who can support. And, you know, uh, and I, I actually just uh, a week ago I met one brother. He is, he is a founder of Christian American, Russian Christian University in, uh, in uh, Moscow. And he gave me a very hard question. He said, do you think that pastors in Russia, they just like tend to be under uh, Putin's regime, under President Putin? And they, like, they uh, are not kindly, kindly with Americans anymore, something like that. Do you understand me? So why do they like more like to Russian side than to like American side? And he said it's like very difficult time now in Moscow. He needed to to quench uh, to quit sorry to quit uh, his uh, American uh, university because uh, he needs uh, he want, wants to sell his building because he's he's saying it's very difficult to to preach the gospel right now in Russia. And actually, uh, what I want to say it's not difficult. Those who pray. And those who hear from God, they move. And you saw these wonderful pictures. It's a miracle. We go, when someone says it's difficult to go and evangelize, in this particular time, we just uh, got the word from the Lord and we move forward. We, uh, we uh, evangelize, we preach the word of God. So when this man, uh, this man, he gave me this question. So I just, it was a hard question for me. And I was praying, and even, even I was praying, I, actually, what to answer him? I didn't know what to answer him. And then the just answer came to me. You can, you can uh, agree with me or not. It's, of course, it's your, everyone has his own opinion. But what my answer came, I believe that the church in America 
they just kind of uh, stopped support Russian churches too too fast, you know. And Russian pastors, they just <laughs> what is the word? Ju they're just like they're like uh, thrown into the sea without uh, without uh, swimming, without teaching how to swim. You understand? You understand? And uh, you know we still we st we still need. That's why they tend to be like more under the government or whatever, because uh, because. We, we need support, you know, we need support. We need support from you, brothers and sisters in America. Please pray for Russia. Please pray for Russia too. We want to reach young people. We want to reach, uh, we want to reach children. We want to reach uh, older people. You know, I, I, see, I see people of o older age here. You know, in my church, I have many people of older age. And I know you, th that you are faithful. I, I know that God can use you in prayer. God can use, use you in many uh, diffic, uh, different way, ways. You, I know that you are faithful. Continue praying. Continue praying. Continue supporting your church. Continue supporting your missions. So, and uh, uh, what I want to say, just we need someone to come. Actually, in my church, we need someone to come. We need someone to come to help me to preach to young people. Just give me one American with guitar. And I put him in downtown. And I will save many young people. I don't agree with some who says that time of revival stopped, that Russia don't need help anymore. I don't agree with this. You know, actually, uh, me and Gordon, we went to Oral Roberts University, and he uh, helped me to meet the man who, the good man, young man, who organizes short-term missions to Russia. Oh, not to Russia, to the world. So, and when he showed me his map, it's different spots, you know, different uh, sports where sh they should go but not any sport in former for, former soviet union not not any sim single like point you know it's like a clo closed territory it's like it's done no it's no not it's not no not no not it's it, it's not the time of latrine is gonna come and i want you to be part of this i want you yes just, just, just pray how, uh, how you can be part of this because God prepared revival. I believe that. I believe that. I just want to give you, actually, I just maybe have like five more minutes, but I uh, uh, want to give you just short testimonies, short testimonies, what God is doing, what God is doing. Actually, actually we built a church and uh, Gordon want, wanted me to m mention the needs. Yes, we need gas. It's like $5,000 for gas. We need electricity. Uh, we need, uh, what else? Lots of needs. Uh, plumbing, plumbing, it's, it's huge amounts. Actually, what I decided to sell my apartment and, and to invest into the building. So the church will be able to gather uh, in a building. You know, why it's important? It's, it's not about buildings at all. It's not about buildings, but it's still, it's still different. During the past year, uh, we changed five different uh, places of rent. The church, like a travels church, constantly travels church. In one, we rent in one place, then we are rejected. Go to another place, rejected. Go to another place, two more Sundays, switch the place. So that is very important for us. You know, in Russia, not many people have cars. That's why people, it's sometimes it's difficult to go somewhere. You know, and that's why the having, uh, having the roof under the church, it's very, it's very important for us, uh, for us now. So, 
we built a church and just across the street there is an orthodox church uh, there, there is an orthodox priest and you know orthodox church russian orthodox church it's like kind of traditional religious group they don't preach about salvation they don't preach about uh, baptism of the holy spirit they don't preach being born again so that priest just known uh, that the protestants build build the house of prayer just across the street and by the way by the way uh, in uh, i live in a city where one million people live so like the, still there are few church buildings that all protestant church buildings because they consider uh, the government consider sometimes consider us it, of course it's better now but they consider us like a sect or american cult or whatever so the, the priest went to the neighborhood and he stirred up the fire of hatred against us and they stirred up the fire in the whole community so that we will not be building uh, the church so and what uh, uh, what should we answer him how we we can react you know i believe in the fruits of the spirit i believe that god gave us the fruit of the spirit patience love joy self-control and others so we started praying for this priest we started praying for him strongly actually in my church we put lots of emphasis uh, lots of emphasis emphasis on prayer on prayer because we don't have money we don't have influence but what can, what we have we have holy spirit and we have prayer so we started praying and praying and praying and first uh, we started praying for our own needs now we pray for the whole world the, the spirit of god just changed our focus so we pray for countries we pray for salvation we pray for people against evil forces of darkness so on these prayers we started praying for this priest you know what happened what happened one easter day it was a, like a big celebration a religious religious celebration in russia this priest got drunk because because he has sanctified wine sanctified for like like you have here like it's actually it's it's the juice it's not the wine right but but they just have wine so they prayed for that wine and lots of wine left so he got drunk uh it's not funny he lost his mind and he they sent him to the clinic and he just like crazy and they put him off the ministry so he was not a priest anymore so that way it's like was god defense on us well, you know it was like god's answer answer to our, our prayer of course we didn't uh, wish him bad things but we prayed for god protection and god protected us so and there is another orthodox priest but he is not like he's better i was i was uh, i was asked to come to the government and uh, the man in the government he said uh, uh, we know that you're a protestant church and uh we know that uh we will not let you build the church so in in our city we will not let you build uh, the church it's enough it's uh, it's enough protestant churches that we have we will not let you do it i said i don't have any other option just give me land uh just help me to build they, he said no we will not help you we will not give you land another piece of land uh because we built in the neighborhood with the the, the just among the houses so and he said we will not let you do that so we prayed in one year i got known that this man uh lost his job so he's not in the government anymore 
So there is divine God's protection. And uh, when we pray, we call the year of 2013. In our church, we used to title the year, uh, each year. So we called that, uh, that past year the, ta uh, the year of lifting up. When God just lifts up his people. You remember in the prophet Job, it's written, when you see someone who is like down, you would, uh, you would say to him, Lift, uh, be lifted up or something. It's like, 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 what is the word? Yeah, lift up, lift up. So, and you know, God made miracle. God made, it, it was a real miracle, real miracle. The, the governor, the governor of our region, he invited us to him and he gave us a word from our president. It, it was a miracle. And this was a reward, a word, because they know our family in the city. And it, it was like a, a word for good parenting. They know our kids. They know me. Uh, they know my wife. So the president of Russia decided to give a word. So for good parenting and for strengthening uh, family traditions in Russia. And God used this award. So we met governor. And he was just, he was very good man. He's actually, he's very good man. And he gave us this award. He gave, gave us this medal just. And I said to him, may the Lord bless you. And this award, this medal uh, became like a tool, tool for us to go and uh, to, to open doors for outreaches, you know. And from one side, you know, see, just to summarize what I wanted to say, from one side, we uh, like still experience like persecutions, but from another side, God opens door, doors, his doors. That's why I believe in prayer. I believe in fasting. Each week, each week uh, I have fasting. So we, I decided to fast because I want to see miracles. I not just want to go on a uh, like human realm. I want to go higher on a God's realm. So that's why we just, I know that your church is praying church. I talked talk to Sue, uh, Susie, and he said, uh, she said, uh, we will be praying for you. Yes, I believe in your prayers. Just, just support, just support. Because I know that every miracle comes through prayer and through prayer and fasting. So I am going, uh, I'm going to finish uh, with, uh, with the word from the Lord. There is another scripture I want to share with you. It's Revelation. Please open with me. Revelation ch chapter chapter 2 chapter 2 and this word what I want I'm going to share it's powerful it's powerful it's changed my life this word you know sometimes you you get some scriptures and it changes you inside out when I went through 21 days fast God healed me after that fast God completely healed my stomach. Ulcers, and I had very uh, bad situ uh, situation with my stomach. God complete, completely healed me. And in the, it was uh, several years ago. And he gave me this scripture. And I remember the scripture. I quote the scripture almost all uh, every day of my life. It's chapter 2, Revelation uh, uh, 25, verse 25, and goes till the end. But hold fast. Hold fast what you have, you have till, uh, what you have till I come. But hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, 
to him I will give the power over the nations. I give him power over the nations. What kind of power it is? It's a spiritual power. It's a spiritual dominion. I, I know that God wants to give Christians in America. God wants to give Christians in Russia the spiritual dominion, power. But he has like condition. He said, he who overcomes and keeps my wor works, works until the end. Until the end. It's a very key word here. You know, because I know, I, I meet Christians all the time uh, back uh, there in Russia, here in America. Sometimes I myself feel like, like this, like a part-time Christians. You, uh, do you, uh, do you understand? It's like you go, you follow Jesus, but not until the end. You just, you just want to accomplish your mission. But when it became hard, you just stop. You want to go further. But when it, it becomes so difficult for you, you just you say to yourself, no, it's not possible. It's not for me. So I'm done. I'm good with this. And you know, in this type of thinking, you will not get anything from God, anything good. Jesus says, he who overcomes, keeps my works until the end. To him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, as I also have received from my father. So Jesus was faithful. Jesus, Jesus went and uh, kept father's work until the end. He could, he could stop it like half a uh, year and a half and stop. But he went until the end. And well, that's why I am so thankful to my brother Gordon and for your church that you always encourage him because he goes to Russia until the end. Until the end. He's, he is faithful. And may God bless him. May God bless your sweet church. May God bless you, dear brothers and sisters. You young men. You young ladies. May God bless you. Just pray, support, help. Do whatever you want. Do, do whatever you can. Not want, actually. Whatever you can. And, uh, and uh, go until the end. So the, the, that is what I wanted to say to you. And the rest, the Holy Spirit <laughs> will, uh, will, will tell you what I, I was not able to say. Yes. And, I will, uh, and I will finish with the song. I will sing in Russian and then a little bit in English. And the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever is the living creatures, give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne who uh, lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Да я прихожу к тебе, о Боже, вся жизнь моя зависит от тебя. 
Преклоняюсь перед Твоим троном И руки поднимаю в небеса Я преклоняюсь перед Твоим троном И руки поднимаю в небеса Достоин Ты, Господи Принять славу и честь, и силу, ибо Ты все сотворил, и по воле Твоей существует все. Ты мне спасение подарил, Ты мне спасение подарил. Скажу тебе, о Боже, смирений пристану пред тобой. Я поклоняюсь тебе, царь, и верю, и верю, что будешь ты всегда Иисус со мной. Я поклоняюсь тебе, царь. Всегда Иисус со мной Достоин Ты, Господи Принять славу и честь И силу, ибо Ты все сотворил И по воле Твоей Существует все Ты мне спасение
ceases to come. He's our Father. He loves you so much. He's our God. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive the glory. Honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and we exist, and by your will they exist and we exist, and by your will they exist. And were created. May God bless you, dear church. Alexi has some CDs of uh, this music, and you can practice your Russian. And uh, there's, they're out on the table. They're $10 a piece. He's got four different ones. So he's got a new one. So The work in Russia and Ukraine has continued. And uh, I realized as I was sitting there, this fall it'll be 25 years. It's hard to imagine, 25 years, that we as a church have been working in Russia and Ukraine. We went in in 1989. Joel and I went in in 1991 to decide as an elders project what we'd be doing. And then Jim joined me, I think, 91, 91. And, uh, huh? Okay. And uh, we went consistently for a period of time. And, uh, and then I have continued. And I, I know what he's talking about because Boris confronted me one time. He said, dear brother, he said, you know, everyone has left. They all came, and now they all left. They went to the next thing, you know. He said, but you are still here. Why are you here? I said, dear brother, I love you. That's why I'm here. And he started to weep. So we need to be faithful. We need to be faithful. You know, communism was an incredible stronghold. I remember Brother Andrew established a seven-year prayer campaign to pray that communism would fall. And interestingly enough, that seven-year prayer campaign ended 1989, 1989, when the wall came down. He said he went in, and he told the Russian brothers, Oh, brothers, we've been praying for seven years, and the wall has come down. And this old brother looked at him and said, Dear brother, we have been praying for 70 years <laughs> for this wall to come down. At that time, they established a 10-year prayer campaign for Islam. For Islam, And they asked Andrew, they said, why 10 years for Islam and 7 for communism? He said, Islam is a much stronger opponent, and we're seeing this. There's unprecedented persecution throughout the church in the Middle East. The church in Iraq is being decimated. They're fleeing the country. It's one of the most historic and longstanding churches in church history, the Assyrian Christians. Uh, Syrians were the Indigenous people of Iraq, the Arabs invaded and subjugated them. All Assyrians are Christians, either Chaldean Catholic 
um, Syrian Orthodox or a Syrian Evangelical, and we know them. Uh, we've had some with us through Joel. And uh, they actually claim roots back to one of the apostles. It's one of the oldest Protestant churches in the world. Syria, we're hearing what's going on there. Egypt, the Coptic Christians being killed and persecuted. Pakistan continued. Darkness is moving across the earth, a greater darkness. And I believe they're linked. Revival and darkness are somehow linked. Through this will come revival. But the darkness comes first. And the scriptures are clear about that. As the days become darker, a greater darkness than we've ever seen. I met with Vladimir Moroshkin, who was in our midst at one time, spent five years in prison. And I said, dear brother, what is God saying to you about Russia? And he said to me, he said, dear brother, he said, we don't talk about this a lot. But God has given us a prophecy that this will not last, that a greater darkness than we have ever seen will come upon the land, and I will return to prison. And I said to him, you know, naively, well, why go to prison? You could come to America. Everybody's immigrating to America. And he looked at me almost with disdain. He said, dear brother, I am willing to go back to prison. But this is what they're facing, and this is what I think, I believe, is what we're facing. You know, we've seen that, and it's coming stronger and stronger. So I'm going to make four points. I'm going to do it quickly. I think our brother's ministry was tremendous, well worth the time. But uh, I do want to share these things very quickly. The question was, what should we do as a church to prepare for the future? What should we do as a church to prepare for the future? I think some of these things we are doing, some we could do better, some we just need to press in and continue to do. Number one, we need to work diligently while it is still light. Diligently, while it is still light. John 9, 4 says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is still day. The night is coming when no one can work. And then it talks about how the harvest is plentiful. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. You say there's only four months till harvest. I say, lift up your eyes, look to the fields. They're white for harvest. He who receives, he who reaps, receives wages gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps rejoice together. And then it says, interestingly enough, I have asked you to go labor into the labor of others. You've entered into their labors. And we found this in Russia, and we find this in the ministry of moving into areas, working with the indigenous church. So we're going to hear this throughout the conference. We need to be faithful to continue to be diligent in the work that this church has been called to, to support the work of the church, to go, to pray, and to support financially. I remember Chuck Ferris said one time, find out what you do well and do more of it. You know, we, we, we do this well. We do this well. And so we need to work while it is light. Number two, we need to be informed and knowledgeable. I really do. I still get the newspaper. I'm a paper guy. Other people go to the internet, you know, but we need to be informed. Uh, Hebrews 13.3 says, Remember the prisons, prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body. Richard Wormbrandt once told us that in early, early church services, it was not acceptable to the Lord. The church service wasn't acceptable unless the martyrs were mentioned and honored in the church. The Lord looks upon and values the martyrs of the church. Fox's Book of Martyrs, was mandatory reading in the church in the early centuries after its publication. 
1562. It's a hard book to read. It was to prepare for persecution. They say they would use the Fox's Book of Martyrs for daily devotions in the home with their children so their children would be prepared for what would happen. If you've ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs, it's painful. You can only read so much at a time. We need to be informed and knowledgeable. Finally, we need to also be under good teaching that we can look at this information that we're receiving uh, through the Holy Spirit and through the lens of Scripture and be able to interpret it accordingly and respond accordingly, uh, both in, in, in response and in prayer. Number three, we need to be faithful and constant in prayer. We need to be faithful and constant in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, pray without ceasing. We are to pray without ceasing. In Ephesians 6, 13 through 18, it talks about the armor of God. And at the end of six pieces of armor, it talks about the seventh element of the spiritual warfare. And it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful, see, being watchful and aware and praying into uh, these circumstances and these situations to be prepared. Uh, This means to be vigilant, to be vigilant. Number four, the final one. We need to be faithful and committed to fellowship. Faithful and committed to fellowship. Where two or three are gathered together, I am in the midst of them. 1820. Gathered together denotes commitment and relationship. You know, I've been working with a lot of young people lately. It's hard. It's a whole, I think it's a spirit amongst the young people to not be committed, to just go when you feel like it. The joke is, you know, where did you go to church this morning? Bedroom Baptist. You know, I slept. maybe, Maybe there's times you need to sleep. But we need to be committed to the church, both for our benefit and the benefit of the church. It talks about in Ecclesiastes 4.9, about two being together. When one falls, who picks him up? A threefold cord is not quickly broken. We all have weaknesses. In fellowship, we encourage one another's strengths, and we cover each other's weaknesses. We cover each other's weaknesses. There's an impartation of a spiritual gift in fellowship. Paul in Romans says that we might be encouraged together with our mutual faith. Fellowship. Hebrews 10, let us consider one another to stir up to love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day, capital D, approaching. If you look backwards into that, what it's saying is that there will be a tendency in the last day for people to not fellowship, to fall out of fellowship. But here it says we are to exhort one another. As we see that occurring, as we see that day coming, we are to exhort one another to more and more commit and stay established into fellowship. We need to prepare for the future according to what Scripture clearly says is coming and according to what is already presently taking place in the church, the forerunners that are before us. Saturday's Tulsa World, the religious section of Saturday's Tulsa World, was one full page on the persecuted church. 
One full page on the persecuted church. Voice of the Martyrs, Jim Dow, the, one of the directors, and we're, we're going to have the vice president of international operations with us. A whole page in a liberal paper. Forgive me. And it's incredible about the persecution, graphs, all of this, the persecution of the church. It's even on the heart of the world. Um, I mentioned to Alexei uh, different uh, quotes and articles by President Putin defending the Christian church and exhorting world leaders to do something about the persecution of the historic Christian church in the Middle East. Putin. Oh, I don't want to say the next thing. But anyway, while we're doing other things, you know, I actually wrote an article about that, and at the bottom I put, pigs do fly. But anyway, it's just an amazing time, and we need to be diligent and persevere in these four areas. To be diligent, to work while it's still light, to be informed and knowledgeable through the lens of Scripture and the Holy Spirit, to be faithful in prayer, and to be committed to fellowship. The Word of God says you will be delivered up to persecution and tribulation, and they will kill you, and they will hate you. All nations, for my name's sake, many will be offended. They will betray one another. They will hate one another. Then false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end, He who endures to the end will be saved. And I believe these four things, these four things are the pertinent things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. Let's stand. And please do uh, look at the schedule of the the conference. And uh, again, it's a tremendous opportunity to invite others to come into the church, both to receive something from the conference and maybe to make a connection and to be involved in church life. So think about who you can invite uh, for these uh, specific guest speakers. Well, Lord, we just commit all of this to you, what our brother has shared with us in regard to Russia. And, and I believe that's true, and, 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 and how that applies to us. We saw the early rain, and we're waiting for the latter rain as well, and it's coming. But, Lord, I really believe that darkness will come first, preparing us for that harvest, So, Lord God, let us be diligent to pursue you and to be faithful to continue doing what you've called us to do. Again, many of these things we are doing, and we are doing well. Some we could do better. So, Lord, we ask you to press in upon us and and, and work in us this word that we come out the other side even more committed to that which you are doing in the earth. We thank you, Lord. We bless the conference. We do ask you, Lord, to cause it to be well attended, for new people to come in, those who would be impacted by the word of the Lord and and receive vision. So, Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.